According to the spiritual system practiced by the Yoruba people of Southwest Nigeria, everyone was born with a specific purpose and destiny. It is then expected that we each make it our ultimate goal to learn what our mission is and to be about fulfilling it. In this episode, we introduce African spiritual terms, concepts, and understandings as practiced by the New World Yoruba. The practice of venerating Egungun and or Orisha come from within the culture of the Yoruba people of Southwest Nigeria. According to the Odu, Odu being the compendium of knowledge serving as the basis for which all understanding of this tradition comes from, reveals that each person born into this world first knelt before Olodumare. Olodumare we recognize as the entity that witnessed all of creation or supreme creator. Humans born into this world go through a process that we Yoruba refer to as akuleyon. It's the prestigious act of kneeling before the creator to choose one's ori, or destiny on earth. Uh, ori enu, which is like your inner head, is you choosing your destiny, is choosing your head, your first orisha that accompanies you here on earth. Speaking about um, your mission, the oath that you took, you know, the name of this episode, the first episode is very strategic because it all began at a a point for all of us. And according to the Yoruba understanding of spirituality and um, manifesting one's destiny, it's understood that we all knelt before the creator. And we received our destiny and not so much that we received it, we chose it. We consciously in procreation chose our destiny. And so the understanding is that it began with us selecting our ori. The Yoruba believe that the head on our bodies contains um, what it is that we promised that we were coming to the earth to do. It contains the details of our mission and the details of the oath that we took in front of the creator. And so we're all born with a specific destiny that was chosen by us in heaven and procreation. It's understood as well that no two people have the same destiny, that no one's destiny is repeated. So it means that everyone here has a specific mission, fits into the web um, that has been, uh, how do you say, intricately woven for us all. We're all interly dependent and interdependent. How do you say? Independent and interly dependent. Interdependent. No, independent and interdependent. (laughs) Our destinies are both independent of each other as well as interdependent um, is what the point I was trying to make. That's so funny. So, yeah, no two destinies are the same, but they are independent and interdependent of one another, which means that we are not um, 
individual uh, island onto ourselves, that we are intricately connected to one another uh, based on our destinies that we chose in heaven. So the destiny is the mission. It's what you chose to do here on earth. It's the journey that you said that you would walk uh, to bring about the good condition. That's why Omo Inyan, chosen people, according to Yoruba spiritual uh, understanding, were born to bring about the good condition. Um, and that is done by following your your roadmap, the one that you chose in heaven. The steps of restoring and reclaiming one's original destiny, if you're born outside of the tradition, is super important. I know that a few people are probably listening like, okay, so I agree. I do feel that I was born for a reason. I know I have a mission. I know I have a purpose, but I'm of African descent and I belong to no African spiritual systems that can guide me on what exactly I'm supposed to be doing. Um and so if that is you, stay tuned. We've got something coming up for you. Uh, but ultimately, as an African descendant, that is your mission. That is why we're born. The quicker that we figure out why we were born and what the missions were that we agreed to in heaven, then the better off for us. Real talk. <laughs> Come get your dare, folk. Girl Talk with Spirit is sponsored by the West African Emporium. Exclusively sourced from West Africa, the West African Emporium provides quality, handmade, and the most beautiful rare finds directly from Gambian, Mali, and other West African-based artisans. The team over at WAE travels to the region to handpick each item within their inventory. The final product you will receive has been labored with love and sent to you with positive vibes and warm energy. Visit westafrican-emporium.com today for your authentic African waist beads and other rare finds. So yeah, basically, um, one has to understand their position in history, their ancestors' position in history to have a better understanding of where, how, when, et cetera, et cetera, on this whole thing. Like, this is a a history lesson. Because at some point before colonialism and enslavement, as an African descendant in the New World, your ancestors had a formidable place, family had a formidable place. They're a complete nucleus family, not at all um, broken apart. A complete unified family clan existed in Africa that you, your ancestors belonged to. Um, and there was a culture that you all practiced, uh, a way of life. There was a way that you all dressed. There was a way that you all, uh, a dialect, a language that was spoken. There was specific cuisine that was cooked and eaten. There was spiritual practices that were adhered to different rites, ceremonies and rituals, birth rites, death rites, marriage rites, coming of age rites. And so 
as a descendant of these Africans who were once completely unified um, culturally, who have come through, um, you know, you are the African descendants have come through a historical experience that have placed them now in the diaspora, many of which who are now disconnected from uh, the rights of their ancestors, many of which who don't even know who their ancestors are uh, or who their people were. Um, and so starting from that point, you understand where you are and what you no longer have or what you no longer have access to. As a new world Yoruba, someone who claims themselves to connect with the culture and spiritual practices of the Yoruba people of Southwest Nigeria in today's time, then you also understand that um, the tradition allows for those who are born into it to receive birth readings, itefas, um, seven days after you're born, if you're a young girl, uh, infant, and nine days after you're born, if you're a young boy, infant, that give you your birth odoo. The birth odoo is what allows you to understand your destiny, what you were born here to do directly from the Oracle Ifa. Um, it tells you what you're supposed to do, what, um, types of things would benefit you if you were to do in this lifetime. And then it also outlines those things that you should stay away from, which are um, referred to as your taboos, things that make you weak. And so those things that you should receive, if born into the tradition, you can still receive by getting, um, they have a few different ways of receiving one's destiny. Um, the New World Babalawos have invented something that called that's called a hand of Ifa, a kofa, where you are not completely initiated into Ifa, but you are put through a ceremony, a ritual that at the end provides you with a reading that allows you to understand your Odu and what it is you were born to be doing, your destiny, your um, purpose here. The other way of receiving it, if you're not born into the tradition, um, is to get initiated, completely initiated into Ifa. And that then as well will give you your birth Odu or the Odu that you were born to fulfill. Um, the things that are good for you to be about and also the things that you should avoid. Choosing one's mother. It is significant that the most faithful choice any individual makes at the crucial pre-earthly moment is the selection of one's mother. It's very um, critical to understand that statement because the Yoruba proverb goes in English, it says that Heaven is home, earth is the marketplace. Heaven is home, earth is the marketplace. Heaven is home for us. Earth, we come to earth to shop. Prior to arriving on earth, we begin shopping for our journey here. 
It begins with us selecting our orrery. In addition to that process or within that process of kneeling before the creator to select one's own destiny, you select your mother. That is like the first thing you do is select your yay. And so um, a year, a couple years ago, I wrote an article on cultureinthecity.co reflecting on Nipsey Hussle because as it's proven, death has been um, very, very, a very strong motivating factor for me as it relates to any type of creative expression. I've learned now as a priestess, as an ancestral priestess, is something that really gets underneath um, my feet and gets me to moving. Death, high profile death, cultural black death, people who are dying in our community. And so I wrote an article about Nipsey and I'm going to pull it up right now because it is significant to this portion of the podcast. The name of the blog post is called Accessing Nipsey Hustle as an Elevated Ancestor at Gungun on Kershaw and Slauson, South Central LA, South Central LA. Um, right here it says, the proof is in the pudding. Quote, I want to do something that is very new to me. She, Nipsey's mother, said to, said with her husband and Nipsey's father by her side. I have perfect peace. I am happy. I am complete. I am strong. And if I can feel this way, so can you. We call on the creator of everything and on Mother Earth who sustains us. We call on the energies who guide and protect us as we make our way on in life. We call on our ancestors to join us at this service, she said while listing late family members. And we ask those ancestors, Ashe, and now I pour libations to the ancestors. And we ask those ancestors of Eremias Joseph Ashdom to keep him company on his journey and we seek, no, and we ask them to be there. I would ask all of our ancestors to guide and protect us and give us the gifts of perfect peace. We asking that Eremias have a safe transition to his final resting place and that when he reaches that place, we are also asking for these ancestors to reach him. That is an excerpt from Nipsey Hussle's Mom's Memorial Service Ancestral Veneration Ritual. One of the first things that we shop for, or let us put it this way, we shop for our head and we shop for our mother simultaneously, right? We believe that, um, as Yoruba, we believe that we are reincarnated through our own bloodlines. And so... It's so significant for us to acknowledge that one of our most impactful um, urban music personalities of our generation shopped for a mother who made certain upon his transition from this world, she would engage every single person of the diaspora who witnessed that, if you were tuning in and everyone else who was tuning in to that service participated in an ancestral veneration ritual together, 
that is very significant. Because what this is, is ancestral inheritance. For you to pass away and not receive your death rights is not doing you any good. It doesn't do your bloodline any good, on and on and on and on. We did these things, our ancestors did these things because they had metaphysical um, effects. They have effects on in the spirit world that put us in the places that we were supposed to be in. And so another excerpt from this article, it says... Um, and now, similarly, Yeye Aramias has opened his memorial service with ancestral veneration, speaking loud the word Ashe, welcoming the obedient audience to join, all while millions of people watching with the most powerful personalities of African descent in the Western Hemisphere, either present or tuned in. Okay? And I said here that that one word, again, was a personal invitation from spirit to me to encourage that teachable moment. But we just borrowed a bit from that teachable moment to share with this teachable moment. Each of our mother's role is unfolding our individual and collective destinies is unique. With Nipsey, we saw that his was for that moment. He chose that woman, that mother of his, so that, of course, he could have the experience that he had to influence him in his destiny the way that he was influenced. But also to then share with you that that very moment upon his burial. That was very significant for all of us to participate in that. There is such a thing as awakening dormant DNA, dormant spirit guides, you know, Every bit helps. Every bit helps for the awakening. And so that was significant for Nipsey in his relationship with his mother. Spirit is constantly communicating with us through our mothers. You've got to pay attention. I'll speak even to my own experience with my own mother. Um, my mother came into the tradition of Orisha worship when she was 16 years old. And she was introduced through... Um, auntie of hers who was married into our family. The auntie was a born German who was raised in Cuba. Um, and it was in Cuba who, uh, where she learned bits and pieces of the tradition because of who was uh, raising her. The housekeeper or her nanny was a part of the spirituality that was up, um, maintained in Cuba. And that is how my auntie was exposed, and then eventually that's how she exposed my mother. I just so happened to also be a first-generation first born in America, Nigerian, uh, Yoruba. My father was born and raised, and for the most part, mostly all of my family um, on my father's side is born and raised in Nigeria. Um, but spirit is woven intricately into all of our lives. That was a prime example of how spirit will find its way to where they need to get using every means conceivable, everybody conceivable, so that you can awaken into what your ultimate purpose is here on earth. Come get your dead folk. Girl Talk with Spirit is sponsored by the West African Emporium. 
Exclusively sourced from West Africa, the West African Emporium provides quality handmade and the most beautiful rare finds directly from Gambian, Mali, and other West African-based artisans. The team over at WAE travels to the region to handpick each item within their inventory. The final product you will receive has been labored with love and sent to you with positive vibes and warm energy. Visit westafrican-emporium.com today for your authentic African waist beads and other rare finds. Okay, okay, okay. I know you want to know. So how do you get started? We have been um, taking people coming into the tradition who want to get uh, aligned with their original destiny through a particular process. If you are in the New World or in the diaspora, African-American, and for a particular reason, because our trauma in comparison to others in the diaspora or even our brothers and sisters in West Africa is just different. And we have to utilize these tools, um, these African spiritual tools practically to address some of that, okay? So first and foremost, I suggest that if you're interested in getting hold of your mission, your destiny, and figuring out where to go, how to get started, you begin with the roots reading. A roots reading was designed by my father-in-law and his peers, my father-in-law being coined as the father of the cultural restoration movement, His Royal Highness uh, Osejimin. Things were designed by our elders to provide African-Americans with an origin point. The roots reading is the traditional way of finding out who your folks were, who your dead folks were. And so similar to what they're doing with these DNA tests with ancestry, DNA, et cetera, et cetera, roots readings trace you back to where your folks, what part of Africa your folks come from, specifically the tribe. And so it's utilizing the traditional Ifa divination system to pull an Odu for your family to identify the story in which uh, the story that tells how your family found itself in captivity and or colonized. It tells the uh, it gives you the detail of the Orisha that your family historically venerated as well as your head Orisha, it provides you with the family's traditional last name, as well as a traditional first name for the person who's seeking the information. It also um, provides the, uh, the person seeking the information with the family taboos, as well as the uh, spiritual inheritances of the family. So what was the family known for doing? What is the family or what is this bloodline, this lineage? Uh, what are their spiritual gifts? Spiritual gifts translate into 
business? What are you supposed to be doing in the world? So it could be like real estate. It could be farming, agriculture. It could be marketing. It could be all types of things. If I will tell you what your family used to do and what the descendants of that clan have blessings from heaven to continue to do. And it also then tells you what you shouldn't be doing. Those things uh, that we call taboos that make you weak in this world. That's what's provided in a roots reading. So it gives you um, the who of you. Ultimately, who your where your roots come from, who you are, who your dead folks are, who your ancestors are, so that you can get to venerating them and putting them in their proper place, as well as understanding your own place. Because remember, your ancestors prior to all of the history that we've all just been through the last few hundred years had a place in Africa. They had a formidable place in society. And so you understanding their place helps you to better define your own place. In addition to a roots reading to get you completely understanding of where you come from and whose you are, uh, we suggest the Obatala baths. Obatala baths were something that I took regularly coming up. They're all white baths blessed with the essence and the ashe of the deity Orisha Obatala. Obatala is the is known as the uh, father of all Orisha. Abatala is uh, also coined as the father of the white cloth. We go to Abatala for wisdom, insight, clarity, understanding, overstanding, um, expansive thinking, expansive manifestation. All of those things is why we go to Abatala. So the baths that we take um, help us to claim those things for ourselves. It helps to bring those energy, those vibrations, and that Ashean essence into our daily lives. Same with head feedings. Um, and so Abatala baths and head feedings are something that the Lukumi uh, sect, that is just another group of people who practice the traditions of the Yoruba, they just do it in a specific type of way. And they have these different things. So the Obatala baths, the hair feedings, the hair feedings done uh, by the Lukumi use the coconut and they use the cotton and the effoon, all different things that are white to help to cleanse our different chakras, um, uh, our different um, energy points on our bodies and to... Um, do the same thing basically that Obatala baths do. I suggest that the hair fittings are done once a quarter and that you start with eight days, eight consecutive days of Obatala baths. And um, in addition to all of that, when you are doing your baths and your hair fittings, dressing in white um, is something that Obatala teaches us. Dressing in white helps to bring about the entire vibration that the white cloth the white cloth is a blessing. The white cloth is used often throughout ceremonies. And so putting on white cloth, white clothing helps to ground and center you in the energy of focus and clarity of destiny, mission and purpose that Obatala provides to us. And so all of those things. And of course, there's more. But if you just want to get started, you could definitely hit a sister up. I would help to connect you with Baba Lawos who do the roots readings as well as other priests, priests and priestess who can provide you with services of Obatala baths, hair feedings.
I think it's so dope that Beyonce is woke and she's making music for us woke millennial hybrids. I'm calling myself a hybrid. I'm like, in this American world, and I got all this African culture and spirituality that I'm carrying with, but it comes together so beautifully. If you listen to this song, Bigger, that I chose for this episode to open and close, um, you can hear this message that we were born for something so much more than just to wake up, go to work, punch a clock, be a consumer. I mean, we have real purpose, real destiny that ties us back to Africa, that ties us back to our ancestors of antiquity. Um, We have things to be about doing. And so do your work. Um, In addition to all of the ways that you can start to get yourself together in alignment to your original destiny, you can also begin with your ancestral work. If you're African-American and you don't have an ancestor shrine in 2021, you are slipping. 